Welcome to a BMC on the Eternals, which is a a movie that is made by Marvel, and Marvel made this movie, and it does not seem it, like other Marvel movies. It was shiny. But it is a Marvel movie, and there's 10 Eternals, and they all have lots of issues, and we don't care. Welcome. But we hear about all of them. We hear them all. Welcome to the BMC on the Eternals, made by Marvel. Yay. <laughs> okay. Great intro, Wes. That was super well done. It's about as well done as the movie. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, that's that's what we were trying to do. Well, before we just like really get into our, our opinions, Wes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I usually do here. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some production details because there's actually some interesting stuff in here. Um yeah, it was it was announced in April of 2018 that this film was in development. That Ryan and Kaz Furpo were hired uh, to write the script. Chloe Zhao or Zhao, Chloe Zhao, I think is how you pronounce it, was was set to direct the film later in the year, um, and they gave her lots of creative freedom, which is great uh, if you're good and experienced at writing action superhero films. Chloe Zhao at the time was working on Nomadland, which if you haven't seen it, is exactly the opposite of any Marvel movie, pretty much. It follows, instead of a million characters, it follows one. Um, And instead of a big, high-flying action family piece, it's an adult, slow-moving, almost documentary, um, which it's not not bad, Nomadland. It's actually kind of interesting. Uh, but it is just just very, very, very different than this movie. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. So she, because of Zhao's experiences uh, in her former films, she wanted to shoot on location more than a lot of previous movies. So um, they filmed on location in London, Oxford, and the Canary Islands. So that's kind of neat. Directors that were in the running for directing the Eternals. Uh, some some names that I'm not super familiar with, but Travis Knight is on this list, which is really interesting. Travis Knight is the big head honcho at uh, Leica Studios, the stop-motion animation uh, studio that ha- is behind Kubo and the Two Strings, um, The Missing Link, Paranorman, that kind of stuff. Um, so interesting that he was in the running to direct Eternals. Don't know how that would have worked out. Um, But uh, Chloe Zhao was chosen. She's a a very big MCU fan, um, but she really wanted to take Marvel to a different place with her film. She wanted it to be uh, different than the big studio stuff and um, more emotional and more intimate. Um, of a film um, which some could say she did I mean she I tried think. it's definitely different uh, in 2019 it was reported <clears throat> that it was March 2019 that Angelina Jolie was joining the cast and it was reported that she was joining the cast as Cersei originally but that was incorrect um, at, at a Comic Con later in the year November actually I believe not positive on that date but um, it was announced that the release date 
would be November the following year. And then, of course, that got moved to November of this year, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Oh, interesting fun fact about the shooting of this film. While they were filming in November of 2019 at the Canary Islands, the, the cast and crew all had to be evacuated, including Julie and Madden, I think were on set at this point, um, had to be evacuated from a shooting location when an explosive device was found. And then it was, it turned out that the device was, uh, thought to be a remnant armament from a Nazi base. Whoa. In the Canary Islands. That's cool. Interesting. Yep. I mean, that's what Wikipedia tells me. So yeah, I mean, those are some, just, just some fun facts. Let's look at its reception um, here, what people are saying about this film before we go into what we are saying about it. Critical response. The Rotten Tomatoes reports an average of or approval rating of 47% with an average rating of 5.6 out of 10, which is, I believe, the worst Marvel movie yet for the critic rating. Um, What's the audience score? Audience score is at 80 something really? percent i believe um cinema score gave it a b looks like yeah just in general metacritic giving it a 52 out of 100 in general it is not doing well uh and critically but it's making money eternals well, yeah. box office I, sh- I should have had all this done but i've had a very busy week um Box Office Mojo. It currently has made 300 million worldwide in just a couple weeks, so that's pretty good considering the season we're in uh, of yeah, the movies. For sure. But uh, it's really just—I remember Wes reading a—I remember reading a. Uh, oh, what was it? It was a funny, funny review, bad review that was talks about how they all cry about their feelings for two hours i forget mm-hmm. but anyway all right whatever not doing super well a lot of mixed reviews some people really liking the new style some people not so much all right that's some of the production details some of the reception before we move on to what our thoughts are which you probably have no idea you're just waiting in suspense for what we think wes uh you want to give the the film in wes's words should I cry during it, or? Oh, you must cry. It's such an emotional piece. Yes, so the movie opens, and we... They decided that we needed to meet some famous British people that are already famous. Because when you're famous, you're going to end up in the MCU somehow. Um, and so... There's an earthquake, things are weird, we're outside, we're telling the boy from Game of Thrones that we're Eternals now, and one of them's a child, but there's no such thing as a child when it comes to the Eternals, because they're eternal beings, so why would they age, right? So we have a child, an adult, and then they get attacked by this lizard monster, um, and they fight it, kind of. And they're gonna die until man with basically Marvel Superman shows up because he flies and shoots lasers out of his eyes. 
Um, and then we get a backstory about how basically the Eternals have shaped all of human history without fighting in uh, human, would you say, quarrels, Perry? Maybe? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, helping them develop to an extent by giving them technology and protecting them from the deviants, which apparently are supposed to be apex predators, which they're not variants. Just so you guys know, I thought right, they were variants not. at first, and the like when I nope. read the scroll down, the Star Warsy scroll down, not variants, deviants. deviants. Loki's a variant. Lizard people are deviants, <laughs> except for the lizard yeah. in Spider-Man, not a deviant. They kind of look like the uh, the aliens in um, Edge of Tomorrow. Hmm. Good word. So anyway. We fight these things for a while, and we get some. We get a whole bunch of flashbacks that are not really in order, um, and then we find Selma Hayek dead. Which really, that just ruined the whole movie for me because I love Selma Hayek. Um, and then we go on this little journey to find the rest of the Eternals. We find the angsty mind control boy in some place in Brazil. Then everyone gets attacked. Um, Ajax is dead via. A deviant, I think. Um, and then Angelina Jolie's got some major like Alzheimer's dementia going on. Hmm. Space dementia. That's what it, that's what it is. Space dementia. Um, and she's prote- protected by a guy that just reminds me of a like muscular version of Wong. Mm. To be yeah, basically, honest. he's great though. I yeah. love oh, I he- love Gilgamesh. Yeah, Gilgamesh. Um, he's like Wong, but instead of using magic, he uses fist magic and punches things. Um, and so, yeah, they're BFFs, I think. Not sure if that's a love interest or if they're just, you know, friends for life. Anyway, so he takes her away. They're living their best life. I think I actually mixed that up. He took her away, and then they went and found the angsty boy in Brazil. And then he dies. Spoilers. Is that a spoiler? That's a spoiler. Should I say it anyway? Wait, the angsty boy in Brazil dies? No, Gilgamesh dies in Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Anyway. No spoilers. We're, we're fine. Anyway. Y'all are listening because you heard it or because you watched it already. Right, right, right. It's been out for like three weeks, so it's really your fault at this point. Um, it's, I mean, it's your fault if you watched it either way. It's your fault if you watched it. It's your fault if you didn't watch it. Yes. So we're fighting the deviants, and then we learn, kind of. Well, I guess I missed a point, so I should back up. We find Ajax mm. dead. Super sad. Super depressing. Um, and then there's this little power bead that comes out of her chest and into mm-hmm. Cersei's chest, which I'm not sure if that means Ajax chose Cersei or if the universe chose her, but... I digress. And that's when we learn that big red celestial man with six eyes is basically growing a child inside Earth. And the Eternals are there to make sure that the Earth functions so that he can raise said child and then he can blow up the Earth for the child to be born. Um, yeah, basically sucking the energy of, of people that live on the Earth. Like right. they, the because more people, the more energy. Right, that's and that's scientific for sure, for sure. Um, and so then Cersei's all like depressed and like angsty because she's like, "What do I do now?" She's like, "We have to stop it. We have to stop it." So they try to stop it, 
Then there's Icarus, who is by far the prettiest person in this movie. Um, Facts. And he's helping, but he's kind of like, meh. And then turns out he actually... Wait, 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 wait. What? Before this, the Deviant sucks the 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 powers out of already did it with Ajax and now he just does it with Gilgamesh so now the deviant becomes like part man ish like basically Ultron yeah basically Ultron and just about as becomes and, Ultron and just about as interesting as Ultron too and honestly I liked him more than Ultron I thought it was I thought he was getting kind of cool I was like what happens the next time he sucks powers out of people but anyway go ahead yep and so then it turns out Icarus is kind of a baddie but really, he's just trying to fulfill his purpose, you know? He just, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people are rule followers, and Icarus is a rule follower, and Cersei's, she's a gray area, and they're also in love, don't forget that. Um, oh yeah, because there was a sex scene. Don't forget the sex scene, first Marvel one. Right, and they're also both British, but they had an Indian wedding, because, yes. Because that's uh, where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there's a couple fight scenes, and then they put on their cool outfits finally again for the first time in a long time. Um, and they go as this one boy, this one, you know, the celestial child starts to emerge. And they try to stop it, and then Icarus is like, no, we can't do that. And then they fight, and then Angelina Jolie, who said about four lines in the entire movie, um, chopped new Ultron into pieces. Yeah, I was so sad. I was like, oh, this is going to get cool. She's The, the Deviant's going to suck up Angelina Jolie's powers now and become something even cooler. And it's like, nope, dead. Gone. What's next? Yes. Moving and on. Then, and then everyone starts glowing and they make a Unimind, which is a thing, and somehow freeze the Celestial and everyone goes on their merry way. Oh, I forgot to mention that it turns out the Eternals are really just robots. Oh, yeah. That part. Created and, by the Celestial, yes. Arsham. Mm-hmm. And then some of the Eternals go their own way to go find other Eternals to let them know that they are just pawns in a scheme. A pyramid scheme, really. Um, yeah, and the Arsham, Arsham originally had created the Deviants, too. Right. So they're all just creations of the Deviants. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. Yeah. And... Everything is all in well. Um, Perry, I need you to remind me as to what the Black Knight's real name is. In the movie? In, the, in real life. Kit Harrington? Kit, Kit Harrington. Yes, and then Kit Harrington's about to tell his new girlfriend, Cersei, that he is the Black Knight, and then she gets warped up into space. And Arashem is like, I will judge them. And then the movie ends, and we see Harry Styles. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll judge them later, basically. <laughs> yep. yep. I'll judge them, but later. You guys win now. Yes. Round. And then Harry Styles and all the women swoon. Woo, and Wes. Harry Styles. And then we find out that Kit Harrington was about to tell Cersei that he's the Black Knight. Yes. And then we hear an ominous voice in the background, which was Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, who is Blade. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but everybody's been telling me that, and I'm like, oh, neat. And that is in Wes's words. That was probably really boring. And to be honest, that's about as exciting as I could make it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 No, really, like this movie. All right. Here we go, Wes. There was so, so much going on. So much going on. So much. And it was clear 
that Marvel wanted to, well, that Chloe Zhao wanted to do something different and wanted to use her voice and her platform in a positive way, which is great. Um, and so she tries to tackle every single issue in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not not every single issue. But, like, she tries to, like, give every single character something hard yeah. that they're working through. And so there's this scene kind of later in the movie after they have tried to, like, talk to Druig uh, and convince him to join their team, basically. There's this, like... Yeah, there's this like this is like a 20 minute segment basically of going from like pair of two people to pair of two people to pair of two people as they each talk about the things they're going through, the mm-hmm. their feelings. And so it's like we talk with Icarus and Circe and then we talk and they're ta- they're they're trying to get over the fact that Icarus left her um and what's going on there and then the fact that Cersei was chosen by Ajax and how she feels about that and then Sprite's trying to get over or trying to figure out like she just wants to grow up but she can't because she's an eternal because she's a robot. she hates it uh yeah because she's a robot so that sucks um and then you've got Druig who has got his own problems uh you've got um uh, I don't even remember the other people's names. They all got problems, basically. So Everybody. many problems. Actually, I, I don't mean, think Gil- I don't uh, think Gilgamesh actually had a problem. No, he doesn't. But he's still in the pair of another problem. Yeah, which he's is, helping a problem. Angelina Jolie's problem, um, of that she's losing her mind, basically. Yeah, it's just it was just a lot that they tried. They just tried so hard to make us care, and that and it was so reliant on us caring. I mean, even with Cersei and Icarus, they're like the whole arc of the of those two relies on us loving their relationship early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like they need desperately to make us love them as a couple. And that's why they have the little moments and then the sex scene, which is totally unnecessary. Well, I mean, maybe it was necessary, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> so right. the fact that I didn't care about those two was just uh, detrimental to the emotional connection to the film's uh, big twist. So, Yeah, Perry, I almost think this would have been better as two movies. Mm. Like... Of one movie where we watch them kind of go through time fighting the deviants, you know, mm-hmm. and then the next, then uh, Eternals two being post Thanos snap or post Iron Man snap, I should say, mm. and then we they can throw us in the twist that they're robots. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's valid. There's multiple twists in it. The one that they're robots and that. Because then we that, could have been attached uh, to them too, right? And because that is kind of sad. But then they also they also make us feel sympathy for the deviants, yeah. Which is kind of a dangerous fault. thing to make the audience feel sympathy for the villain. But at are the, they? that point in time? Right, but are they? But they're still trying to kill the Eternals, and so they're still antagonists. Maybe not villains per se. Um. And maybe there's only like one left at this point, I guess. And it's the the, the Ultron one. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, just so many questions. I, you're right, though. That, like, they could have split it up. But, like, okay, here's this. Um, they're, they all think that they're not strong enough to, mm-hmm. to stand up against Icarus or to do anything to stop the Celestial. And then they find out that Circe turns a deviant into this tree, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they're all of a sudden like, wow, it's all up to you now, Cersei. You can do this. So, like, all of a sudden, she turns a deviant into a tree. She doesn't know how she does it. And now everybody looks at her as if she's, like, s- the strongest one now. But she, like, was chosen, she was chosen as the leader, so, like, that probably speaks volumes. I guess, but, like, the one dude created an energy ball that blew up a deviant. Why is he not cool? I don't know. Another question, Wes. So... So this is th- theoretically the biggest magnitude of plot of earth centric plot like like this is obviously cosmic because there's celestials but basically the the stakes are if they don't stop this celestial from essentially hatching mm-hmm. he's going to blow up the earth right I mean, granted that ne- neither the celestials are evil. They just don't care about humans because they're celestials. Right. They're god figures that don't care about humans, which is a sad, uh, a sad thing. But, um, yeah. So, so that's the stakes: is that the Earth will blow up and every single human will die. So it's mm-hmm. bigger than the Thanos, bigger than Thanos stakes. Okay. So we're we're on Earth. And this fight takes longer than, or this this whole sequence takes longer than five seconds. So, where the heck is any Avenger? Mm. Good word. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like every other movie or show. It's like something happens and Avengers there, and and like here it's like they conveniently don't show up and they're in the present day, right? Mm-hmm. So. It just doesn't make any sense. They're they're post snap. Like they've talked about it. They've talked right. about how right. everyone's back. And so there's absolutely no reason that Avengers should not show up there if the Earth is about to explode with every human on it. So. And it's also like reasonably past post snap too. Like life is normal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way they don't detect this. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like they ask us to believe a lot. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Those are some of the biggest questions I have. Do you have any 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 plot holes, questions like that? I don't know. <laughs> Did you just you just didn't even think about it? Didn't even bother. I didn't actually think of the uh, where are the Avengers at, but that is a good point. Um, I just I prepared a lot for this movie Perry a lot mm-hmm. like I watched so many YouTube videos breaking down like Eternals comics to understand who the Eternals were and like what they do you know what I mean because like mm-hmm. this is and I watch a lot of videos on like Cosmic Marvel because this is our first like Cosmic Marvel movie you know Sure. And I was so ready. I was so ready. And then it was just lame. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think we also need to... There's 
there's a bad movie and then there's a bad Marvel movie, which I feel like are two separate sure. things. You know? Yeah. Like I was right. still. I mean, I, like I'm still entertained. Yeah. I'm still excited because it's opening a door to the next, you know, part of Marvel which we, that we haven't seen yet, which has a ton of cool heroes. But still, it was too mm. much. It was too much. My brain was tired. Yeah, that's valid. I mean, it's a two and a half hour movie, and I feel like there's been a uh, that was my like third straight two and a half hour plus movie, fourth straight, fourth straight. I think that was my fourth straight two and a half hour plus movie. Because I had watched No Time to Die, Dune, The Last Duel, and then this Eternals. Mm. So <laughs> those kind of long movies are risky, because I love myself a good epic where mm-hmm. they really have the time to just dive into depth and make you feel things like you think of like gladiator which gladiator is pretty long right Glad- yeah it's pretty long runtime two hours 35 minutes yeah, yeah so gladiator just goes in depth to make you just absolutely feel like you can feel the sympathy for maximus's backstory Mm-hmm. and you just like grow to really appreciate him and his will uh, and character and i don't know you just really root for him you know right. and some movies do that so well um in their in their epics but this fails uh in making us care for any character because they at least for me because there's so many and they want us to care deeply about all of their problems. And then here we go, Wes. Here's the biggest catch probably that I think a lot of people have been been ratting, uh, have been talking about is the they, ha- they present all these character flaws, character issues, things, conflicts, whatever. And nobody grows. Mm. Except for maybe like Druig has a little bit of character growth, I feel like. Sure, sure. But I just feel like nobody really grows... They either die or they get what they want. Mm-hmm. In the case of Sprite, she gets what she wants. She doesn't grow. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you could be like Icarus and fly into the sun. You could, yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's just not growth. I saw, Barry, I saw like a, like a analysis video and they're like, talking about like what's going to happen because there's going to be another Eternals, you know? Right. And they were like, yeah, so we're going to see Icarus again. I was like, what? What do you know? He flew into the sun. And they're like, we never really saw him fly into the sun. I was like, are you freaking mm. kidding me? <sighs> yeah. I mean, those are probably the same people that don't think that to- that, uh, that Tom Holland's going to be done after well, this he's next not. movie. He's not going to be done. <laughs> Wes... So, uh, our good friend David Fox, friend of the show, um, he was on episode 16, Skywalker, I hardly know her. Uh, he texted me and asked, um, he said he saw my comments on Facebook because I, I talked about it a little, just briefly on Facebook with a couple of people and, and he's like, should I go see it with my wife? And I'm like, I mean, maybe, the but titles? I just, you mean, yeah. And yeah. so this, I, I told him, I basically said like, I... If I could go back, like, I spent, like, 16 bucks or something, or 13 bucks on this Mm -hmm. ticket, and it's, like, the movie's coming out in a month on Disney+. Plus. 
Mm. It'll be on Disney Plus around Christmas time. And I mean, obviously, there's some. It's just so different. It's so. I, and also, David Fox. I know him as a someone who's more of like a action movie. Like, uh, I just don't think of him as someone who would like a more deeper, slow-paced, conflicted, emotional version of a Marvel movie. And so, sure. I, I this is the first time I've ever told someone. I think wait until it's. Out. on disney plus yeah to see a movie not even for shang chi which now i feel like i need to give more respect after watching eternals i think i think shang chi is a better movie than i give it credit for because of it's really good action scenes mm-hmm. um but now I'll, I'll talk about a couple good things here before we go into the rating a couple good things very funny first the first act of eternals is very funny the everything going on with the um um what's the oh i know the character's name what's his name there's one character that i found very funny okay uh yes kingo has a valet and mm, his name is yes yes whose yes. name is karun and those great. two have just a really funny arc i mean my favorite part of the whole movie is right after kingo basically explodes one of the deviants and and he goes did you get that and and from like hiding behind a tree somewhere you know his valet has been filming behind the scenes content for their like movie he's a documentary. movie star now you know yeah he's, so he's making like a documentary and he's like i did sir <laughs> i did get it <laughs> uh it's just i don't know just something about the timing with this guy karoon really funny i laughed laughed quite a bit for him um some of the fight scenes aren't bad like they they're they're pretty like fast paced it is a, a a ton of cgi absolute overload of of just computer effects but um, it does look pretty clean, even though it's clearly After Effects uh, and computer generated. But, you know, it, it looks pretty clean. Um, and the, the couple fight sequences they have look, look solid. And, mm-hmm. um, so visually, it's not like it's a, it's a pretty good looking film. I'll yeah. give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. It's a Marvel movie. It's going to look good. Yeah. And, and Chloe Zhao, this is nothing against her. She is a very good filmmaker. I mean, obviously, she won Best Picture with uh, Nomadland, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, she yes. did. And so, yeah, clearly she knows what she's doing, but this is just not a genre that I want to see more of her work in, if I'm being honest. Hmm. So. We're not very high on this movie, Perry. We're not. But honestly, Wes... It's been a while since we've hated on a movie uh, in our podcast, in our in our BMCs. Oh, Perry, so. hang on a second. We've not even talked about Harry Styles yet. Oh, Harry Styles. Well, we did Harry mention Styles. him in your right, in but your like thing. Harry Styles is in the MCU now, and most likely as like an actual character. <laughs> true. This is true. Which that's fun. I think. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I guess if he's a good actor, I, it's kind of weird to me how like 
people act for years and years and years in these small like short films and whatever and work their way up until they get into the movies some of them not not people like tom holland or something but like some people work for years before they get their big break mm-hmm. and and then if you're harry styles you're just part of a boy band and all of a sudden they just put you in like a movie movie like big movies and just assume you're a good actor i don't know he may have been an acting like a an actor as as a kid too i don't know maybe I'm i think he's been this, in a movie but... before he's been in a movie before hasn't he yeah, probably. But like the same thing goes with like NBA stars. They start putting them in movies and it's like Well, and like think like Dream Girls. They put Beyonce in that, you know. True, yeah. And she did fine. Or I'm trying to think of another example. Um Well, any Disney Channel star. They always I feel like yeah. every Disney Channel star wants to be a singer, but then they just make them act. And then you never know what's going to happen. True. Okay, Wes. Well, we should probably move on and give this a rating. I'm yes. I am interested to hear what you got for me. So Perry, personally, I can scrape the joy out of it. Mmm. And that is because it opens up the door for like the next phase of Marvel, which is super exciting. Um it opens up the door for a lot more heroes that we're gonna see and a lot more like plot lines. So that is the joy that I can scrape out of it. That this sounds like the perfect like f- description for scrape the joy out of it. It's like what you've been saying is like bleh, but there's some areas where I can scrape the joy out of it. Yeah. Where where would you put it on your list? Uh, right. right now you've got Braveheart on num- at number twelve as a three out of five. You've got Blade Runner twenty forty nine as a three out of five. You've got Hocus Pocus as a three out of five. And then you've got Hancock as a two out of five. Well, it's way better than Hancock. We know that. Okay. Is My it le- better than Hocus Pocus? Um, y- yes. Okay. Is it better better than Blade Runner 2049? Yes. Okay. Is I it better think... than Braveheart? I'm going to have to say no to that one. Okay, so we'll put it at 13 yeah. for you. Eternals at a 3 out of 5. Yeah. Wes, for me, yeah. Eternals would be a 2.5 out of 5. It would be if we did 0.5s, but we don't. And because of that, I'm going to give it an uh, unlegit. I'm going to I'm going to grade mm. it down just because I was I was actually kind of frustrated watching the movie. Like, like there was a, like an hour st- straight of nothing happening and just people talking where I was just like, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I was, I went to Eternals, uh, instead of watching a Colts game that night, mm-hmm. um, that, that they won and I kind of, that we won, we did win and, and we won by a lot. That was against the Jets. Um, but yeah, I was during the movie. I'm just like, I'm like so not caring about everything going on that I, I start checking my phone for scores pretty frequently mm. um about halfway through and so i'm gonna i'm gonna rate it i'm gonna kind of round it down from that 2.5 to a two out of five unlegit that's tough and it's only the second one on my list to ever get a two out of five and it is it is gonna be better than hancock um i'm gonna put it at 16 out of 17 just under hocus pocus which, because yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So, it, is it a better movie than Hocus Pocus? 
probably. Which probably. would I watch? Which would I watch first? Um, I don't know. Halloween's coming up next year. Hocus Pocus Two's coming out. I might watch Hocus Pocus again to prep for <laughs> to, to to watch Hocus Pocus Two. So we'll. Uh, I had I had I honestly had more fun watching Hocus Pocus. Yeah, than the Eternals. Perry, as I was went into this movie, my my mindset was I'm going to consider it a success if I liked it more than Age of Ultron. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as I left the theater, my thought was like, I don't know if I liked that more. And my recency bias should have at least told me I liked it more. It should have. So that's where we're at. So so not success. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. That's what you got from us. You got a three out of five from Wes, a, uh, scraping the joy out of it, and two out of five unlegit from me. Um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, you've just heard us rail about it. Don't just take our word for it. Go ahead and watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus in December. But if you already watched it and you agree with us, I would not pay it any mind when it goes to Disney Plus. Um, there's going to be better things. There's going to be better things to watch. Um, so yeah that does it for us uh stay tuned we got some more stuff coming up after thanksgiving time we're gonna be doing a episode on some of the best songs lin-manuel miranda has ever written in honor of the movie encanto that's disney's newest animated musical and i'm hearing Mm -hmm. really good things about it so we'll do some stuff uh with that movie as well we'll do probably a bmc for it um hopefully if we can get west to the theater But, uh, yeah, that does it for us, Wes. Yes, we will see y'all on the other side.